Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Friday, hockey fans. Welcome into another edition of Daily Faceoff Live as we put a cap on an interesting week around the NHL. The show, as always, is delivered by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca, and we're streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. I'm Tyler Ramchick. He's former NHLer Colby Cohen. Coey, what's up on a Friday? There's a lot of things going on today, Tyler, and your shirt says it all, buddy. So we're going to be hanging by Twitter all day waiting to see if you land your boy. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like the Otani decision's coming today. I've been like legitimately jittering all morning. I am beyond excited. Uh, but How anyways, much coffee have you had? Uh, this is my third cup already today. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> wired. Ready You're to bring the energy. For both of us. Uh, It is a hockey show, though. So let's get into what we saw on the ice last night. But you know what? In honor of Shohei Otani's looming decision, we'll start in Toronto, where the Leafs were dealt another tough, tough blow on the injury front as goalie Joseph Wall goes down in the game against the Ottawa Senators. I think we'll take a peek at exactly what happened here. One of those dreaded, you know, non-contact injuries, you could say, like he just Looked like he was going to make a pretty simple move and then immediately crumbled Colby. We had their head coach, Sheldon Keefe, after the game saying, it's a setback here. He's going to miss time for sure. They're going to know more after an MRI back in Toronto. But either way, for a blue line, that is absolutely decimated. Colby, losing your number one goalie is just another big, big blow. And I, and I wonder if the Leafs are going to be able to survive this for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, look, all signs pointing to this is trouble because you, you don't have a team that plays with incredible dis, you know, incredibly disciplined structure. Uh, they think offense before they think defense. Yesterday on the show, we talked about their need to add on the blue line for sure. Um, they've got some guys playing that, you know, leave a little bit more to be desired. And, you know, when it comes to goaltending, Tyler, I probably look at numbers more than any other position. I've never been a huge numbers guy because with the other positions, I I trust my eyes. So with goaltending, it's a little more of a numbers game for me. So I went to the numbers and I looked how Sam Sam Sonoff has played. Uh, He hasn't really given me a reason to believe that they're going to be okay without without Wall. And then you look at Martin Jones, who was signed to be an insurance package. 
Um, his career numbers are decent. You know, he, he's shown stretches of being able to be a guy, but you know, he's at the end of his career, his numbers in the American league this year, an eight seventy and a three thirty seven. Uh, that's not great at the American league level. So Again, like this is really concerning to me if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs because this isn't a team that is built to protect a goaltender with the style, with the way their roster is designed. I also just have to say this to you, Tyler. You feel like the sky's falling when Joseph Wall gets hurt. Like, how is that? You're starting goalie for a team that's supposed to be con contending to win a Stanley Cup. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, a lot of concerns here to me. Well, let me throw this at you. Are the Leafs really a true Stanley Cup contender? You look at their blue line. It does not inspire no. any sort of confidence. You look at their goaltending, does not inspire any sort of confidence. And as our boy Jeremiah points out in the YouTube, that was only their sixth regulation win of the season. They're 13-6-4. and four. So again, they've won 13 games. They've lost 10, but picked up four loser points. But they've only won six of those games now in the first 60 minutes. They've needed OT breaks. They've needed shootouts as well. To me, a team that's only won six of their first 23 games in regulation, you can't call them a cup contender. No. I use the word supposed. So we can we can maybe rewind. And, and I got the receipt. I said supposed Stanley yeah, Cup yeah. contender. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think in their own eyes, they're a Stanley that's Cup contender. Meant, yeah. So... Uh, trouble in Toronto and trouble in Toronto surrounding the goaltending, surrounding the blue line. I mean, you give us a new GM, you give us a new, it just, these things never change in Toronto. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like we're going to go in a few minutes and give our cup contenders in the West. If you had to do that exercise quickly in the East, like I'm looking at, at the conference standings right now and like, okay, Boston would be in that conversation. I think Florida probably still deserves to be in that conversation. The Rangers as well, outside of those three, like you might be hard pressed to find another team that looks like they have the ability to go on a long run this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually think this year in general, the NHL has more pretenders than contenders than I think in previous years. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And I think a lot of the contenders lie in the West. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, last night for the Washington Capitals, a disappointing result at the end of the night as they blow a third period lead, lose to the Dallas Stars, but a milestone night for the great eight as Alexander Ovechkin hit the 1500 point mark Colby becoming just the 16th player in NHL history to hit that milestone. Only the second active NHLer to hit the milestone as well as Sidney Crosby sits 29 points in front of him despite playing like 155 less games. Incredible production from Sid. Uh, but just sticking with Ovi here, another huge milestone. But I think the interesting note is how far his production has fallen off. We'll get into that in a second. But just joining this list, again, cements him if he wasn't already cemented as one of the game's best. And I actually was looking at the point totals um, and a couple staggering things that that stood out to me is Ovi's lack of assists. I mean, like, I know we know he's a goal scorer, but everybody else on that list, for the most part, there's like two or three guys ahead of him on that list that have less than a thousand assists. So most people on that list are very assist heavy. You know, there's some guys that are like 800 and 700, but Ovi's is, you know, he's a Cy Young type of guy, Ovi. <laughs> I mean, he's not looking for those apples. And and uh, if you could put that list back up there, 
I think he's going to get up to Joe Sackick. Even with the slowed production, I think with the amount of games he's still going to play, I could see him getting up. I don't think he passes Joe Sackick, but I think he gets between Esposito and Sackick on that list when all said and done. I think Sackick will stay ahead of him, uh, but ultimately I still think there's some guys he's going to climb on that list. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Sackick sits ninth all-time in points. I think you could probably make the assumption that Sid, who's at 1529, he's you know 112 off of Sackick. He'll pass Sackick, which means Ovi would have to clear the Burnaby shooter from uh, if he wants to get into the top 10 and finish their all-time in points. The other side of this discussion, as we're talking Ovi and history today, the goal race, right? I mean, he's still sitting at 827. Wayne Gretzky has 894. Ovi only has five goals in 23 games this year. I have been someone over the last 12, 24 months that's been like matter of time. Ovi is automatic. He's going to pass Gretzky at some point. But now you look and he still needs 67 goals. And if this is his new pace, five goals every 20 some games, I mean, he's got to be, he's got to snap out of this at some point and go on a vintage Ovechkin heater. But I think the start of the season is showing us that Alex Ovechkin, despite the fact he's gone like basically his whole career without any significant injury, basically never misses time at 38 years old. Time might be catching up to Ovi a little. Yeah, I I think that's a fair argument to make, Tyler. But what I would say is that you look at his power play goals. I mean, he's got 300 plus power play goals in his career more than anybody else. And he's going to continue to score on the power play. Like he is going to still score 25 goals, 30 goals. Uh, I'm not ready to jump off the bandwagon yet. I think he's going to catch Gretz uh, and pass him. Uh, certainly not the season start you're looking for. New coach, they struggled mightily out of the gate. You know, the power play at times has looked a little bit disorganized. Kuznetsov has been a healthy scratch at times. You know, that's a guy who dishes them the puck. Backstrom has, you know, stepped away from the team dealing with injuries. Another guy who's been known to feed him the puck. But I'm just not ready yet to say that he's slowed down to the point where he's not going to catch 99. Yeah, he might just need, you know, this year and two more to get there versus a lot of people are thinking maybe next season, by the end of next season, he could have passed it. I was. Uh, Yeah, I I agree with that. I I, I would say that's a very fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move along and head out west here, Colby, where we talked about and yesterday we did the wildcard races. And I mean, granted, they both look pretty average, but then the difference kind of being when you go to the division leaders out east. Again, I rattled it off. There's there's mid teams in there. Like the Islanders are currently in one of those divisional spots. The Flyers, the Red Wings, teams you wouldn't consider legit cup contenders. You go out West and the task I gave you today was rank your five Stanley Cup contenders in the West. And as I did the same thing, I sat there going, man, I'm having a hard time only coming up with five. Like the West looks like a wagon this year. Let's dig into our top five. We both had the same team at number one. And it's the LA Kings, 16, four and three on the year, getting Vesna caliber goaltending so far from Cam Talbot, a blue line that's deep, a forward group that just absolutely kills you with their size. It's hard to make an argument against LA at one. You add Dubois to the mix. I mean, he's such a Quentin power Byfield's forward. breakout. And, and I think these are players that can, can do it in the playoffs. They're big bodied guys. They're not afraid to score goals in traffic. These aren't perimeter you know, goal scoring, soft types of players. So they're complete. They're deep. They've given up 53 goals against. There's nobody else in the 50s in the entire NHL. Talbot is playing incredible. 
look, Rob Blake has had a vision and you watch that team in the neutral zone. They are just stifling. They give up absolutely nothing. Teams that generate in the neutral zone like Vegas, um, you know, who I think is their greatest competition to win the cup this season, uh, or at least come out of the West. They're not going to, you know, Eichel and Marchezo and Stone, these guys like to get going through the neutral zone. They like to make plays off the rush. It doesn't happen against the way this L.A. teams defends. They play that sort of 1-1-3 in the neutral zone. I mean, I remember last season, Tyler, at times, you know, being between the benches against L.A., like, I'm like, this is brutal to play against. They just give you absolutely nothing. The rest of our list stays somewhat similar up until the five spot. We have Vegas and Dallas flipped, but I mean, <laughs> those two would honestly be a coin flip. Colorado in our four spot. You never want to discount them. Then at five, you put the Edmonton Oilers in. I went with the Winnipeg Jets. The reason I went with Winnipeg is Connor Hellebuck, right? Like a goalie who can legitimately not just help you win a series, but at times single-handedly win you a playoff series. And that's why I had them in that five spot. The one thing I'll say with the Jets is they need to beef up their forward group at some point. But... While Kevin Sheveldayoff has at times been shy to push his chips into the middle in season, I think you can now look at Kyle Connor's got two more seasons after this one. Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck signed those long-term extensions. Josh Morrissey has a long-term extension. The core is there for Winnipeg. I think Sheveldayoff could be talked into giving up a second or two second round picks or something like that at this deadline to go get them an impact center at the deadline. And if they do that, and all of a sudden, you can run Shifley and Kyle Connor, and then a new high-end second-line center with someone like uh, Nikolai Ehlers or something along those lines. Then all of a sudden, I'll like the Jets forward group a lot more. But the goaltending is the reason I had them at five. What prompted you to put Edmonton at five? They're the hottest team in the NHL right now. They are. I mean, they've rifled off five in a row. McDavid's got 16 points in his last five games, and we've seen McDavid will his team before. Look, goaltending, it's always going to come up and be a question. I've criticized Skinner this year. I haven't mm -hmm. been a believer in him. I think Ekholm has started to look more like the player that got traded to the Edmonton Oilers last year. I think he is the ultimate X factor. Uh, what he can do to that entire blue line, what he can do for Bouchard's game, for Nurse's game, it, it's beyond what you see on paper. It just, it, he settles everything down. He makes such smart plays with the puck. He puts his defensive partner and forwards in such good positions with his poise. And then he defends as good as anybody in the NHL when he's on his game. So I just can't overlook the Edmonton Oilers, the way McDavid's playing, the way, um, you know, you, their power plays clicking. They added Paul Coffey to the back end, a guy who knows how to win a Stanley Cup, who knows what it takes. So, I mean, look, I like Winnipeg. I think everything you said is fair. Connor Hellebuck's a stud. I think the Dallas... Colorado teams really remind me of each other right now. The way you could flip them, they give up a lot of goals. They're sleepy some nights. Their goaltending's good some nights. It's not some nights. So I just feel like the way Edmonton's played over the last couple of weeks, it's hard to ignore. It really is. And, and uh, you know, I know you didn't put them there because you don't want to seem like a homer. So I figured <laughs> I had to. I like that. I appreciate you picking me up. Uh, Jeremiah's in. He says, Vegas, L.A., Winnipeg and Dallas are it for me. So excluding even the Colorado Avalanche from the conversation has not Fair. been not has been the same dominant Avs team. When you look at the NHL standings, like they, I mean, they're sixth in the league right now, but 16 and 10 straight up this season. A couple of OT losses in there. 
they're they're maybe not looking like the same dominant abs. Uh, we got to move along here. Uh, let's get to a little Friday game, Colby. It's the rating game. How it's going to work is I will give you a line, and then on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being very unrealistic, 10 being it's a lock to happen, you're going to give me a rating for it. So last night, the San Jose Sharks picked up another dub. Hold up. The Sharks have won two games in a row. And they are out of the NHL basement. They are 31st in the league, passing the Chicago Blackhawks, who granted have a game, a couple games in hand on them. But I'm going to give you the San Jose Sharks will not come in last place. Rate that one. I, I rated it a two. Uh, I think it's pretty likely they will come in last place. But I also think the Chicago Blackhawks ha have been, you know, terrible as of late. And you see San Jose playing with a little more jam, a little more juice, a little bit more belief. Um, I think these teams are going to slug it out to see who's who's going to finish last. I think injuries have decimated uh, some of the players on the Chicago Blackhawks. They have the Corey Perry thing. They've lost Athanasiu. They've lost, um, uh, you know, Perry. They've lost uh, Hall for the year. So I think it's going to come down to those two teams for the worst spot. All right, uh, and I do have one more for you. Just looking at the playoff picture in the Western Conference. I mean, the Central looks kind of mid. The Pacific at least has the Oilers heating up and some teams like Seattle and Calgary hanging around in the mix. I'm going to say five playoff teams from the Pacific Division. Give me that on a scale of one to ten. I gave it a four because it could happen, but I'm not a believer in Calgary like I think you guys are. I think they're going to get worse this year because they're going to have to trade Tanev. They might have to trade Noah Hannafin. These guys are going to be UFAs. So I just think Calgary, although they've played well as of late, big win last night, comeback win against Carolina. I, I think they're going to get worse as the season moves along. So I don't buy on them and Seattle hasn't impressed me. So, you know, I'd say they get four teams in, but five is eh, a little less than a 50% chance. All right, giddy up. That'll do it for our four topics to start. We're still looking for inbox questions over on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, so drop those in there. But for now, let's get to our big segment for the day. The All 32, as always, is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Sweet deal. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. Make DoorDash your holiday hack. This holiday season, John Bucci-Gross making his little daily face-off live debut. A pleasure to have you on, John. Uh, let's start with what we saw last night in the NHL. The Patty Kane debut. What, what did you make of the me. first look of number 88? Yeah, what did, what did you make of Patty Kane's debut last night? And what do you think of the fit in general? Um, I like the fit. This is a, a good team with uh, lots of speed. They play fast. He needs to play fast. Um, obviously, at his age, um, he's a more of a facilitator than a goal scorer, and he has guys who can finish. Obviously, Debrink is the biggest one. Um, you know, Perron's a finisher. So I just think on the power play in, in general, he can make people better. And um, and they have a couple guys they need to be better, you know, to be that full team. But they kind of remind me of Seattle last year where, you know, Debrink, it's kind of McCann, and then every all four lines can kind of roll. They have a sniper on each line um, from one through four, a finisher. And so I like Detroit. I like the vibe overall. Again, remember, Seattle made the playoffs beat Colorado without great goaltending. So uh, we're in a high-scoring era. You don't need great goaltending to really win anymore. So they kind of have a Seattle vibe to me, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. 
Well, Butchie, I know you've been kind of on this for a while. I, you wrote an article years ago about the greatest American-born players of all time. Your project, your predictions that go out four and five years, they 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 tend to lend themselves to be true when we look back at them. So, does Patrick Kane need to do more in his career for you to be cemented as the best American all time, or do you think he already holds that mantle? Yeah, I, I still think he's there at number one. Yeah, I actually, I wrote that article, I think, two or three years ago now, and I actually forecasted out about 20 years because I had Austin Matthews, two and Jack Eichel higher than most at that time. Remember, this is pre, this is Jack Eichel on the Sabres American list. And uh, this is pre-cup and pre what's going to happen now these next 10, 15 years. So I still think Kaner is there. Just how much he loves hockey. I'm not sure if the new generation loves hockey as much as the last generation. It's all he thinks about, lives and breathes. He's a rink rat. And so that's going to serve him well, I think, for a few more years. Obviously, pass Madonna on the point list, build a little bit of a cushion, the three cups. Um, so, yeah, for now, he's still, he's still number one for me. There's certainly amazing amount of talent coming on. Jack Hughes is kind of that cut off that same cloth, that rink rat mode. Um, but again, being smaller isn't always the best thing as you age. Look at, as we see even Kane now, but, um, yeah, I think Patrick Kane's still number one. Well, first off, I appreciate the fact that we were able to drag you out of the gym today and you took a little time away from the Pat McAfee show to, to join us over here at DFO live. But there's another question I have for you, Butchie, and it's, it's not a direct Big question. sacrifice. I, which I appreciate. I know gym time is important to you. We travel, we do games on the road all the time together. So I've seen it, but you tweeted something the other day. Um, you talked about how you didn't necessarily agree with the TNT panel's view on checking earlier in their careers. Torts put something out saying players aren't protecting themselves anymore. I happen to agree with Biz's point of view on that, thinking players need to learn how to hit earlier and how to protect themselves earlier. You said you didn't necessarily agree with that. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain and, and see where you're coming from uh, in the regards of hitting in hockey and does it need to start earlier? And, and how do we kind of fix some of what we're seeing? Yeah, my big thing came from body checks in games. Like, you know, my oldest son played checking in peewee, and my youngest son thankfully didn't because, you know, Jack, uh, when Jack was a peewee, he was 50 pounds, 50 pounds. When he was a freshman in high school, he was 74 as a freshman playing varsity hockey. If it, it, And he would play against kids who were three times his body weight as a peewee, three times his body weight. And not so much open ice hits. Jack had awareness he could see, but obviously boards, glass, you know, th those collisions can have catastrophic effects, not only health-wise, but it, it has a kid lose interest in hockey. Kids quit because of the hard-hitting and maniacal coaching and parents who demand blow-up hits. So my thing was more that, no, I, I want aggressive pushing, shoving, and mites and, and squirts and peewees. And then you start to introduce the body check in peewees how to get against the glass when a big guy's coming at you to absorb the hit, you know, that's just science. And that's, and those things. And absolutely in practice, learn how to do that body weight on body weight. Um, but there's just too much of a disparity in hormones and testosterone and puberty. There's kids who are prepubescent in peewees and kids who are postpubescent. And, and, it, and, and when we talk about you know, Luke Hughes or any other NHL player, you're a grown ass adult. 
take care of yourself. That's not up to some poor 11-year-old kid who wants to go play hockey and get plastered by some 150-year-old mesomorph. You know, that's not his problem. That's Luke Hughes's problem and, um, or, any, or the linesman's problem who was late. But as a player, you have to, once in a while, an official might be late with a whistle. You should always should. I remember talking to Brett Hall during the World Cup of Hockey when he did our, did our intermissions. He knew everybody who was on the ice, every shift he ever took. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You have to be in suburban Philly who just wants to love the game and play hockey. And we, and we, we cater to the elite too much in hockey as well. I want kids to play through high school. That should be your number one goal. Play for your high school hockey team. Every other thing is, is gravy. You want to you do AAA, peewee, weight um, checking? Fine. Go, have, have at it. I just think overall USA hockey, hockey Canada should cater to the young kids. So they love the sport, love the game and play the game as long as they can. Yeah. Colby, you're outnumbered on this one. I, if, if this stems from a Luke Hughes hit and things in the NHL, we're dealing with like the 0.01% of kids who play hockey, who go to that level. I'm with Bucci hundred yeah. percent. Uh, we're running a little bit out of time here, Bucci, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about college hockey. Cause Colby says you're the godfather of it. Uh, Macklin Celebrini. You've gotten a no. chance to watch him a little bit. On a scale of, I mean, if we're talking number one overall picks, if we got like Nail Yakupov <laughs> on one end of the scale and Connor McDavid on the other, where do you slot <laughs> Mac and Celebrini in there? I like that. I like that. Um, man, I think he might have Jack Hughes potential. This dude plays fast. He's hungry. I love when I see college kids play aggressively. So many of them are overcoached and they think too much and you can see it on the ice that slows them down because they worry about ice time. They want to make sure they listen to the coach because the coach controls the ice time and they want to develop. You only play two times a week as Colby knows. And when you get unleashed from that cage after five days in the weight room, 
room and practice, you want to play. So you might listen to the coach a little bit too much, but he plays fast and furiously, and I can't wait to watch him in the next level. So, yeah, I think he has big-time potential. I'm mean, looking at the points per game. It's hard to score in college, and he's 17 years old. Imagine when he's 23. So, no, I, I, I'm buying all the Celebrini stock. Love it. Uh, this is fantastic stuff, man. Thanks for hopping on and giving us some time today. 50 sets of 50, Tony Twist workout. Let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun when you uh, when you have when you have Colby Cohen on the show, you get Colby Cohen's Rolodex as well, and you get some big name guests. So uh, thanks for setting that up, Colby. Uh, let's move along to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. It is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Jasper. We are once again heading out to Jasper. Frank, myself, maybe a little appearance from Colby Cohen as well for the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge, uh, the, the Pond Dog tournament they put out there. We've been there the last couple of years. It is awesome. Tourism Jasper does a bang on job with this thing. And if you're looking to come out, chehockey.com is where you're going to want to go to learn how to sign up for the tournament. It, it's an unbelievable backdrop with the mountains while you're playing on a legitimate pond. Uh, great A stuff, Colby. I know you're fired up for it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, daily face-off inbox question for today. Uh, just throw this one on a platter for you. Oilers taking on the Wild tonight, Colby. Uh, which turnaround has surprised you the most? Both these teams have really been sparked since their coaching change. Edmonton or Mini? I guess the question would be like, who did you have written off more as they struggled? I probably had the Wild written off more uh, only mm -hmm. because Connor McDavid. I, I think that's always my answer, Connor McDavid. I mean, this guy's such a good player. He can just will his team around the NHL. He'll probably start playing goalie at some point if he needs to. So uh, it's it's probably the Minnesota Wild. All right, let's move along to our I'm with you as well. I thought Minnesota was dead in the water. Didn't think they had the offensive juice to turn it around. If they get Kaprizov scoring once again, look out because this heater could really get extended if that's the case. Uh, our Botano daily bets for the day. I went a perfect 2-0 yesterday. Small slate in the NHL tonight, but I still got a couple of plays, including the over, not in this game, but in the Columbus game that's going on tonight uh, that was the over i nailed yesterday with uh, san jose i'm taking the over in st louis columbus columbus can't keep a puck out of their net colby they've hit the over in back-to-back -back games six and a half great price my shot prop for the night is zach hyman to go over three and a half shots on goal let me rattle off his last five games in the shot total seven seven four seven five this dude is firing a ton of pucks on net he's gonna stay on Connor mcdavid's wing tonight i love the plus money price tag as well give me hyman over three and a half this evening for the Edmonton Oilers. Busy weekend uh, with a large Saturday slate in the NHL, so make sure you keep it locked on Botano for more. Uh, let's wrap up the show with Garbage Time. It is brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool, which you can get in on now. I think we are down to only like 50 people left in this bad boy, so head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com, and even if you lose out on the contest, you can still check out the new Dynamic Duo, French Toast Sticks and Chicken Strips at Wendy's, Order it now at Wendy's or on the Wendy's app. Colby, Mr. Garbage Time, what do you got for me? I got uh, stick taps today because the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame just admitted a new class of individuals. Uh, definitely some names that I think people are very, very familiar with. You got Dustin Brown, Brian Burke, uh, Jamie Langenbrunner, Brian Murphy, and Katie King Crowley. So you got a little bit of everything. You got management. You got players. You've got an official. Katie King Crowley was a big-time player for the U.S. women's national team. Really helped grow the sport. 
uh, when the sport wasn't getting a lot of, you know, it's due. And she's a coach at Boston College now running a phenomenal program, which is hard for me to say as a former BU hockey player, BC being our arch rival. So uh, great to see, honestly. I mean, Dustin Brown, we watched him win Stanley Cups. Um, you know, I remember having a meeting with Brian Burke at the draft. I think he was with Anaheim at the time, you know, had the, had the tie around the neck, the, the, the imposing figure that he is, you know, Jamie Langenbrunner, the, the, the longtime New Jersey devil who, who's, I believe the assistant general manager, or, you know, has some high level title for the Boston Bruins. He's, you know, one of Don Sweeney's right-hand men and, and Brian Murphy, who I get a chance to see all the time when I'm doing college hockey games. He's the supervisor for Hockey East uh, for the officiating crew. He did over 2,000 games, a really impressive group of all uh, different people from all different walks of the sport. So congratulations to them. Obviously a great honor. Um, and that's it, I think, Tyler. I think I think, uh, I think that's it for today, huh? I think that is it for uh, this week of Daily Faceoff Live. Great work filling in for Frank Colby, for our producer, Gavin Turnick, Pat Puff on the graphics as well. Everyone who tuned in on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, have yourselves a great weekend, hockey fans, and we'll chat with you again noon Eastern on Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.